0: this is cory and allison here we are uh new to podcasting our podcast is called life sauce welcome
1: we're kind of winging it today uh we don't really know what we're gonna do so we're just gonna read skinwalker stories from reddit
0: Typically, we're probably going to talk about spooky, weird stuff or martial arts stuff because that's just what we're interested in. So our podcast is probably going to be about everything that life is made out of, or at least everything our life is made out of.
1: We're also huge reptile lovers. We have seven snakes, and out of the reptile scene, we have three rats, a betta fish, one dog, soon to be two dogs, and we live in a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. 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 So, anyways, we're going to crack right into it. Uh, I'm going to pull up Reddit, and we're just going to pick the three most upvoted stories about Skinwalkers. And the subreddit is called Skinwalker Stories from the Past. Okay, so here we are. I'm pulling up Reddit. got the speakers on on playback. My bad. Okay, where is it at? Safari, Safari. I'm not a MacBook guy. We're using a MacBook. Okay. So... Actually, the subreddit, I can't even find the subreddit. Anyways, Skinwalker Stories from the Past Part 2. This has 356 upvotes and has a 99% upvote. Oh, it's just Reddit forward slash Skinwalkers. Has 58,000 members created in 2013. This story is from... (laughs) hold on that's hard to pronounce let me see let me just see if all the reddits are like that okay so the username is u forward slash lycia ninja from one year ago okay the story goes and i quote my cousin lived in the eastern agency of the navajo nation in a community known as crown point she was still living with her parents at the time and was a good girl She had good grades, a nice ride, and was a very popular girl that played on the basketball team. When she told us this story, it was very out of the ordinary, and the events that followed would also deepen my beliefs in the traditional Navajo way and of the taboos associated with the Navajo culture. My cousin was coming home from the basketball practice, which ran past sunset. It was during the colder months, and so it was dark by the time she pulled up into her neighborhood. She pulled into the small housing community that she lived in. It was far from a fenced community, but there were streetlights and the neighbors weren't too far from one another. As she neared her home, she saw a group of dogs. This wasn't unlikely as there was random packs of stray dogs that roam rural communities. These dogs don't belong to anyone and they get food where they can get it. As, As she got closer, she noticed that something was off about the dogs. There were four dogs and they were sitting in a circle all facing each other. This really didn't faze her until she spoke about the event later. Because this was a housing community, my cousin couldn't barrel down the road, so she slowly drove past the group of dogs and kept going on her way. As she continued to drive, she noticed in her peripheral vision that something was running alongside her car. She turned her head to see that a brown dog from the group was trotting alongside her car. She didn't mind much until she hit a strategically placed speed bump. The impact of the bump made her entire car wobble. She looked over... At the dog, still casually keeping pace with the car. She tried to ignore the dog and tried speeding up. Keeping in mind where the speed bumps were placed, the dog continued... Oh, okay, I said that weird. She tried to ignore the dog and tried speeding up. Keeping in mind where the speed bumps were placed. That's better. The dog continued to keep pace. My cousin had eventually stopped at a stop sign. She began to... feel immensely uncomfortable and tried to keep her eyes forward but curiosity got the best of her sorry they are not the best at um what what would you say grammar yeah they're not very good at grammar in this story so it's like hard to follow along anyways she looked over at the dog it was facing forward she continued to stare and that is when the dog turned its head instead of the face of a dog there's a flat face of a man covered in hair and smiling from ear to ear Fear shot through her body, and my cousin pushed the pedal to the floor, not daring to look back in the rearview mirror. She reached her house and barely pulled herself into the door, weak from fear. My aunt came to her, and my cousin began to sob. She told my aunt everything, and they scheduled a meeting with a medicine man the next day. That night, my cousin was trying to get some rest. She was tossing and turning and fell very ill. She could hear people outside laughing and talking in Navajo, but she didn't think too much of it because they lived in a community near plenty of neighbors. At the medicine man, he told my cousin that she was very fortunate. The skinwalker wasn't meant for her. She just happened to spot it while it was out to bring another person misfortune. She told herself that the laughing and talking that she heard in the night was the skinwalker talking to his friends. Oh, she also told her that the laughing and talking that she heard in the night was skinwalker talking to his friends letting them know that someone had saw him and that he had scared her. The medicine man told my cousin that if the skinwalker had been for her and she had seen him like that, it could very well killed her. After that encounter, my cousin suffered from many ailments and had to stop playing basketball for a while. She had many ceremonies and eventually got back on her feet. My mom told us the story on the many nights that our electricity went out. When I asked my cousin about it, she confirms it to be true, but doesn't talk about it much well no thanks no thanks
0: no that sounds terrifying you're like wow this dog is running pretty fast and then the dog looks at you and it's like psych and then you're like i think i might die
1: well how do you feel living on a first floor apartment where half of our apartment's underground and anybody can just walk by our window
0: that's already the worst possible thing that could be a living situation is just being halfway in the ground. That's easier to kick in a window that way than it is any other way. It's stupid.
1: Did you know any Navajo growing up?
0: No, I uh, I went to Job Corps in Montana, and there were some natives there, but I'm not sure what tribe they were from. I don't. They weren't very open about it.
1: How do you feel about Skinwalker Ranch? Do you think it's real? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Do you want to visit it? No. Okay, she doesn't want to visit it. Overall, um, you hear stories about skinwalkers. It's very similar to this. It's always like an animal, and you're like thinking nothing of it, and then the animal does something really weird and unnatural, and you're like, okay, that's not an animal. That's something pretending to be that animal, and that's what's so terrifying about skinwalkers.
0: Are skinwalkers the ones that uh, can imitate speech, or is that Wendigo?
1: Both, I believe, can do that. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty... Well... Or uh, they, like, they tried to... I know for a fact Wendigos can imitate speech, according to legend. I'm not even sure about the skinwalker, because every story you hear about the skinwalker, they're normally just staring at the person.
0: I've seen... I'm or I've sure. read stories that are like uh, someone's talking about their dog, like seeing their dog outside and it's like talking.
1: We can ask Google. Talk barking. Okay, Google. Can skinwalkers imitate speech? Oh.
0: Here are some things you can do when your phone's offline.
1: Oh, my phone is not offline. Okay, Google. Uh, This thing's acting stupid. Can skinwalkers imitate speech?
0: Here's what I found.
1: Apparently. (laughs) It's not the best information. It's Google, alright? But, I mean, that story's believable. Uh, I'm not 100% a skeptic. Are you?
0: I think anything's possible. And it'd be silly to... I think it'd be silly to just discredit or disbelieve things because you are you haven't experienced it. That's not uh, a wise thing to do. Ma- it shuts you off from a lot of things in your life if you're just automatically... Skeptic? Skeptic. Skeptical. S- being skeptical is like the lazy way of going about life because you're not challenging your mind to... Figuring out ways that things are possible, Okay. in my
1: opinion. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think I'm very skeptical. Uh, I mean, we watch a lot of channels where it's like top ten ghosts caught on camera. And I'm only pretty skeptical when I can debunk it myself. If I can think of a way that I could fake that video, I'll be like, okay, that's bullshit. I can tell that it's bullshit because if it were me... I would put a string here and just do this, and there's definitely a way I could fake this video. But if if there's just no way in hell that I can figure out how to debunk that video, I tend to believe it. But yeah, so uh, let's see what has the next most upvotes. Oh, another long one. All right, this one's from Reddit user null underscore. If I me, so nullify me, uh, from two days ago, actually, um, hmm, oh, no, he lives in Denver, Colorado, oh, no, we're from Colorado Springs, Colorado, by the way, oh, man, all right, we're gonna read it, and now we're gonna get creeped out and not sleep tonight, but all right, um, it says, I tried to kill a skinwalker in my dream, and it laughed at me, a little information, I live in Denver, Colorado, for those who don't know, and it's And its surrounding cities are all connected for the most part, making for a pretty large urban area. My dad, sister, and I are Lakota Sioux Native American from the Rosebud tribe in South Dakota. I'm currently 19 years old, so yes. For pretty much my whole life, or at least as far back as I can remember, I've had reoccurring dreams about a lake somewhere in a forest. When I was younger, I would always see the lake from an aerial view and never too close. The lake always had around 7 creatures, some in the shallow water, some on the shore walking around. From a distance I was at, I could really only tell that they had white grey skin and were humanoid. The lake and the creatures always gave me a really uncomfortable feeling despite being so far away. I couldn't tell you how many times I've had the dream, but in recent years i began to get closer to the lake and the creatures, and I'll get back to that soon. When I was probably 10 or 11... I was sleeping on the top bunk of my sister and I's bed. I woke up in the middle of the night, which wasn't normal for me when I was that age. I lifted my head up a bit to look at the door, and my dad was standing in the door frame. He waved for me to follow him and walked down the hall, out of sight. I jumped down off my bed and followed. When I got into the hall, I noticed that to my left that my dad's bedroom door was closed. It was never closed and he wasn't inside. I then looked left, down the hall, and saw my dad turn the corner at the end of the hall to the living room. I began to follow, got about halfway down the hall, when I, I felt a hand on my shoulder. I flinched and turned around. It was my dad. Right then, without any transition, I went from completely normal to crying, covered in tears and panic. When I say no transition, I mean absolutely zero trans- transition. I'm not sure how to explain it with words. I can only hope you understand what I mean. My dad began to ask me what was wrong, and through tears, I pointed down the hall and tried to tell him that I was following him and that someone slash something was in our house. Our kitchen ran adjacent to our hall, so I dragged my dad, my dad, Oh, he said it twice. I dragged my dad through our kitchen to enter the living room from a different place than the person I was following did. There was nothing. Our blinds were all closed. The sliding glass door was closed. Blinds shut in front of that, too. It was gone. My dad tried to calm me down and brought me back to bed. Oh, there we go. Uh Uh-oh. I can't scroll. Well, that's not good. Oh, there we go. As I was writing that out, I remembered something that happened in the house we lived in prior. I had a room in the basement with the same bunk bed on multiple occasions, before falling asleep or after waking up in the middle of the night, I would look at the door, and standing in the door was a black, shadowy, humanoid figure. It never did anything, just stood there and looked at me. Now, before going back to the dreams, it's worth knowing that in the past years, I've done a lot of martial arts training, some jiu-jitsu and taekwondo, training with knives, swords, and other weapons of the sort, as well as parkour, if you want to count that as a martial art. As a result, I'm not exactly a pushover. I can fight pretty well, and I have a lot more confidence. I'm already liking this story more. Because now he's done jujitsu jitsu and taekwondo. Me and Allison do jiu-jitsu and uh, kudo, and we go to the only kudo school in America. Anyways, back to the story. Now, the most recent dream about the lake and creatures, and definitely the most terrifying I was on the shore of the lake, not in the air like normal. Immediately I knew where I was and I was in a panic. I looked to the water and there were four of them walking in the shadows and there were two in front of me on land, being a lot closer than normal. I could tell that they had long arms with sharp claws and they were super skinny. I looked around for an escape and saw an opening in the trees, so I ran. I could feel it chasing me, getting closer, the dread kept getting worse. Eventually, the dread became enough that I couldn't run anymore. I stopped at a tree and fell to my knees, waiting for the creature to dig his claws into my back, but it never happened. Instead, I heard it walking up behind me and start to speak. I can't remember what it said, unfortunately. It kneeled down behind me and began to drag his claws down my back, just hard enough to leave some scratches. I opened my eyes and looked down. I had a knife sheathed on my belt. I'm not sure if it was there the whole time or not. I grabbed the hilt in my left hand and reached out for a sharp looking piece of bark on the ground uh, with my right hand I spun around quick and slashed at the creature's neck with my knife and the bark nothing I left a gash on its neck but it didn't react there was no blood it just stared at me smiling I dropped my knife and the bark falling back to my knees in defeat it lifted my head with its claw on my chin staring at me it said something along the lines of you can't kill me I'm immortal Then I woke up. Reading this back, it sounds super fictional even to me, so I don't blame you if you don't believe me or think it's just a spooky story. This could be pasted off as an overreactive imagination, sleepwalking, or whatever else, but these don't feel like normal nightmares, and whatever wanted me to follow it that night was too real. It may not be a skinwalker, that's just my studies have led me to believe. I've been told it could be a flesh gate. Probably wrong spelling, he says, and that could explain why it took, me, took to the form of my dad, but I don't know for sure. It's been here my whole life, and I at least want to know what it is. I've never heard of a flesh gate.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that is either. It might, well, he referred to it being a flesh gate because it could take the form of his dad. So it's probably another a similar thing. But that's pretty creepy, too, that it's in his dreams. Uh, it's hard to know whether he was sleepwalking when he saw his dad and then <coughs> found his dad behind him. Um, hmm. But it's pretty interesting.
1: Uh, here's another one called The Flesh Gate in My Dog. We're here for Skinwalkers, so let me see if I can find another one. Uh, uh, this one only has 13 upvotes, unfortunately. We're going to read it anyway and it's from four days ago from reddit user user Megan underscore alt and um, it only has 13 upvotes and 94% of the people who read this story upvoted all right so this is my experience in South Florida Upon moving to South Florida from North Florida, I never thought in the city I would have a close encounter with anything supernatural, as South Florida, minus Everglades and other natural areas, is basically devoid of natural wildlife areas. I currently am Delray Beach. I'm sorry. I currently live in Delray Beach. At the time, two years ago, I was in Boca Boca Raton. I don't know how to spell that or pronounce that. It was around 10.30 p.m. on a weeknight. I was heading home to my apartment driving on Dixie Highway in North Boca, south of the bar, Rock and Angels, and north of all residences. This stretch is pretty desolate, sandwiched between undeveloped land, train tracks, and the back part of an old folks club, or old folks golf club, behind the RR tracks. I don't know these terms at all, by the way. Uh, traveling about 5 miles per hour over the speed limit, ahead of me I see what appears to be a huge dog. Had more than enough time to come to a safe spot. There was no cars around me, which comes to think that it, or which come to think, was weird. That stretch of road is always pretty busy. Sorry, their spelling isn't that great either, and neither is their grammar. I'm not judging. Ahead of me is about 15 to 20 feet is a large male coyote. I had heard from fellow pet owners about coyotes in the area, but nothing quite like this. Standing perpendicular to the road, smack dab in the middle, he just stares straight ahead of him. Posture relaxed, tails, ears, eyes alert, but not intent. He literally literally is just vibing in the middle of the road, looking ahead, aloof. I don't know what that means either. Obviously, he is finely tuned, highly skilled predator, so I honk. He just turns and looks at me for a few seconds, so I do a little toot-toot. Oh man, I hope this isn't a joke. Anyways. As he is still making direct eye contact, Uh, felt like I was being fucking stared right through so creepy, with me, he slowly saunters out of the road. Man, this person has strange vocabulary. Again, head turned, staring at the car the whole time. I got the funny impression that he was thinking, alright bitch, I'll remember that, and I couldn't shake this feeling the rest of my drive home. Naturally, immediately upon arriving home, I researched Native American coyote omens and found my way via Google rabbit hole to skinwalker legends. And now I'm here, getting goosebumps again. Also, I don't know coyote behavior. Someone let me know if I'm possibly out in left field. But I have come to understand coyotes to be shy, elusive, and wary of humans unless ill. That's it. <laughs> that was the top three. Uh, that, one, that one's a little goofy. Um, there's a reason that one only had 13 upvotes. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, it was the third most upvoted. It went from, like, 337 upvotes to 108 down to 13, and those were the top three that was showing on my feed.
0: To be fair, we kind of rushed this first podcast because we've been pushing it aside for a long time, so we kind of just wanted to give you some creepy vibes if you're interested in hearing skinwalker stories but for uh, the next podcast we'll be doing more research on whatever we uh present to you and also i just want to make a point that i don't think we're ever gonna end up doing like scripted podcasts it's always gonna be us probably reading a story or reading our research but i
1: I refuse to script anything i'm just gonna wing it if i sound stupid i sound stupid you don't know what my face looks like so
0: it just feels like a. it feels more organic to listen to us having a conversation, I think, than listening to a scripted conversation. Because there are some podcasts I enjoy the story, but it's so scripted. It's like, no, nah, I just want to know your opinion, man. I don't want your writer's opinion and just tell you each to like say it to each other. It's kind of weird, but uh so kind of a I don't know. Not a well-thought-out podcast at first, but we'll probably touch on the Skinwalker topic again because we find it pretty interesting. But next time, something that we are a little more schooled on is Bob Lazar's story. I don't know if you've heard of him. Alien extraordinaire. Not alien, but like technology-wise. Like
1: alien technology extraordinaire. He stated in the past that he doesn't care for UFOs or aliens. He cares about the technology he claimed to work at at Area S4. And um, I believe his story to be super believable, and I want to believe it, and I practically do believe it.
0: It's pretty interesting, uh, especially since a lot of the things he came out with back in the 80s scientifically have been proven uh, rather recently to be true, and he knew it all before it was announced, but... We won't talk about that right now. We will leave that for next time. Again, this is the Live Sauce Podcast. If you tune in, thank you for listening. My name is Allison.
1: My name is Corey. Catch us next week, and we'll be talking about Bob Lazar.
0: Bye-bye.